Hola peeps and welcome to the latest episode of Fia's Trivia. Hope you are all safe and pursuing your dreams and goals. Veda Dakshini, my absolute cracker of a niece, wanted to know more about World War II. And so that's what I'm going to talk about today. World War II, the world's most devastating war to date, where millions of people were killed. A war that involved almost every part of the world. And a war that changed the world and changed history like no other event in the modern era. One of the main characters of World War II and the person responsible for the war, responsible for millions of deaths, was a short, puny little man who created terror for millions, Adolf Hitler. Germany was ruled by Hitler's Nazi party in the 1930s and Hitler wanted to make Germany the most powerful country in Europe and he wanted to rule over Europe. He built up his army and air force and he expanded Germany's borders by taking over Austria in 1938. And then he also demanded Sudetenland, which was a part of Czechoslovakia. And this was against the Treaty of Versailles that Germany had signed. But Hitler was very aggressive. And the world leaders like Britain's Neville Chamberlain and Francis Edward Deladier did not want a war. And so they agreed to give away Sudetenland to Germany. They hoped to satisfy Hitler so that he would not make any more demands. But their plan, called appeasement, was a failure. Within six months, Germany took control of all of Czechoslovakia. And because Britain and France gave away Sudetenland, it made Hitler think that he can do whatever he wants. He got more confidence to attack more countries. To gain more power and more land, on the 1st of September 1939, German troops invaded Poland. The Germans used a new kind of attack. They called it the Blitzkrieg or the Lightning War. Blitzkrieg relied on fast-moving tanks and warplanes in huge numbers to shock the enemy into surrendering. After Hitler refused to stop the invasion, Britain and France declared war on Germany on the 3rd of September 1939. And that is how World War II began. Other countries later joined in. Italy led by Mussolini joined Germany. Britain's Commonwealth including Australia, New Zealand, Canada, India, South Africa fought on Britain's side. This is when countries from across the world made a pact to help each other in the war. There were two main sides, the Allies and the Axis. Britain, France, Russia, China, USA were part of the Allies. Germany, Italy and Japan were part of the Axis. Now, around the same time that Germany fought for power in Europe, Japan wanted to control Asia and the Pacific. In 1937, which is before World War II had officially begun, Japan under Emperor Hirohito attacked China, bringing the two nations into years of conflict. US was not part of the war until 1941. On the 7th of December 1941, Japan attacked US warships at their naval base at Pearl Harbor in Hawaii. They sank or crippled eight big battleships, destroyed more than 180 aircraft and killed more than 2,000 Americans. The very next day, US declared war on Japan. 
Within a few days, the United States was at war with Germany and Italy as well as it had joined the Allied forces. Meanwhile, Hitler was still on a roll. After conquering the countries on Germany's borders, Hitler invaded the Soviet Union. The attack began on the 22nd of June 1941. The Soviet Union joined the Allies soon afterward. The British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, US President Franklin Roosevelt and Soviet Union leader Joseph Stalin were known as the Big 3. They were all leaders of the Allied countries. Some countries remained neutral in the war, like Spain, Switzerland and Sweden, who chose not to join either side. Unlike World War 1 which was mainly fought from the trenches, World War 2 used navy, air force and armies to fight using bombs, missiles and tanks which devastated large areas of land and people. Two types of airplanes were used: bombers that dropped bombs on towns and cities and fighters that attacked other airplanes. The main airplanes flown by the British Royal Air Force or RAF were fighters called the Spitfire and the Hurricane. They tried to destroy German bombers before they could attack the British towns and cities. Similarly, Luftwaffe, which was Germany's air force, also used both bombers and fighters. They used bombers to attack the towns and cities and fighters to stop the RAF fighters from destroying German bombers. The Germans' most famous fighter aeroplane was the Messerschmitt. and their main bombers were Heinkel the Junkers and Dornier During the course of the war German forces advanced through Europe by the summer of 1941 they had invaded France Belgium Holland Luxembourg Denmark Norway Greece Yugoslavia and Soviet Union Back then Soviet Union was basically Russia Ukraine Estonia and other socialist states There were a few famous battles during World War II. So let's learn more about them. The siege of Leningrad is a famous event during World War II. For 900 days from the 8th of September 1941 to 27th of Jan 1944, the city of Leningrad in Russia was surrounded by German troops. That meant everyone inside the city had to stay there. and that there wasn't any way for food or other provisions like medicine to get in many hundreds of thousands of people died during this time approximately 600 to 800000 russians because there wasn't enough food or heating to go around but the people who lived in leningrad refused to surrender to the germans another famous one was at dunkirk in 1940 The French port of Dunkirk was the location of a big turning point for the Allies in World War II. Hitler's armies bombed Dunkirk heavily and many Allied troops were waiting on the beach to be rescued because they didn't have the ammunition and the resources they needed to fight back. From 26 May to 4 June, over 550,000 troops were ferried to safety across the English Channel. The code name for this was Operation Dynamo. Some British civilians, which is people who were not in the army, even used their own boats to help save as many people as they could. The rescue operation helped to boost the morale of the British, where they really needed some good news. 
In fact, even a movie called Dunkirk was made by Christopher Nolan about this event. Now let's learn about the Battle of Britain. Starting in June 1940, German warplanes began bombing Britain. However, the British had a new invention called the radar. It was just invented back then. Radar warned the British when German aircraft were nearing and with that knowledge, British fighter planes shot down many attackers. The Royal Air Force were the stars of the Battle of Britain, which is the first military battle to be fought entirely in the air. In Operation Sea Lion, Hitler planned to invade Britain and add another country to his list of conquests. But first he had to fight off the Royal Air Force, which is where he ran into trouble. Britain's RAF beat Germany's Luftwaffe, but after a long series of battles from 10th of July 31 to October 1940. The whole thing is called the Battle of Britain because it's what made Hitler eventually change his mind about trying to invade the UK and he then went after Russia instead. June 6, 1944 is also known as D-Day. The Allied forces launched a huge invasion of land that Adolf Hitler's Nazi troops had taken over. It all began when boats and boats full of Allied troops landed on the beaches in the French region of Normandy. They broke through the German defences and carried on fighting them back through Europe for the next 11 months until they reached Berlin where Hitler was hiding. The Battle of the Bulge took place from the 16th December 1944 to 25th Jan 1945 and it was the last major effort by Hitler to defeat the Allies. He had hoped to break up parts of Western Europe that the British, American and French troops secured by splitting the area in half. This would mean that the armies wouldn't be able to get supplies across to each other and would make them easier targets for Hitler and his armies to fight against. But all Hitler did was to make the Allied lines of troops bulge in the middle as he fought to push them back and the line didn't break completely. So he did not accomplish his goal and the Allies won the battle. World War II also came to Indian shores in the Battle of Imphal and Kohima. After the attack on US naval base the Pearl Harbor, the Japanese army invaded European colonies across East Asia, including British territories of Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaya and Burma. On March 6, 1944, the Japanese army entered India from Burma via the border town of Imphal in Manipur and another group entered in Kohima in Nagaland. They wanted to capture the British supply bases in Imphal and cut the supply to Dimapur at Kohima. India, like I said earlier, fought the war with Britain and this battle was led by General William Slim. If he lost this battle, then the Japanese would invade India, so it was a very important battle for us. In Kohima, we had 1200 men fighting 12,000 Japanese jungle veterans. On the 17th of April, the Japs launched their fiercest attack, phosphorus bombardments, infantry assaults with grenades and machine guns. The situation for us was so bad, but we never gave up. One young private asked Colonel Richards, When we die, sir, is that the end or do we go on? 
the men held on till the morning of 20th when more troops came in the most savage fighting of the battle happened in mid may at the british deputy commissioner's bungalow and its adjacent tennis court this was in kohima in fact the two armies were so close they were separated only by the width of the tennis court the japs had built a lot of bunkers and weapons pits there the british and india armies got a tank up there and poured a hail of fire into the bunkers by now the japanese army had run out of time supplies and ammunition only 20000 of the 85000 japanese who came to invade india were left standing the japanese withdrew from imphal and kohima and the allies won the battle losing close to 18000 british and indian troops imphal kohima was one of the biggest defeats the japanese army ever suffered in world war 2 there is a very good peace museum in imphal with some weapons and artifacts used during the imphal kohima battle there is also a very beautiful war memorial for world war 2 soldiers in kohima which i am very fortunate to have visited there is an epitaph there which says when you go home tell them of us and say for your tomorrow we gave up our today by february 1945 it was clear that germany would lose the war the allied leaders us president franklin roosevelt british prime minister winston churchill and soviet premier joseph stalin met in yalta which is now a part of ukraine there they made plans for europe after the war Meanwhile Soviet troops pushed through Germany from the east by April 25 the Soviets had surrounded Berlin the German capital Hitler killed himself on April 30th Germany surrendered at midnight on May 8th 1945 after a long 6 years at war the allies won the war when Germany surrendered however the war was still on in places such as US and Japan By 1945 scientists in the US had invented the atomic bomb a new weapon of immense power Listen to my episode called the Manhattan Project to know more about it On August 6 1945 a US airplane dropped an atomic bomb on Hiroshima Japan More than 70,000 people died from the explosion and the fires On August 9 another US plane dropped an atomic bomb on the city of Nagasaki this time. Japan surrendered on September 2nd 1945. This was when World War II officially ended for all countries. Many people died as a result of the war. But what was most horrifying was that around 6 million Jewish people were killed and many more imprisoned during World War II in one of history's most terrible events the Holocaust and that is because they didn't fit the image of the perfect german in hitler's eyes hitler wanted to create what he thought was the best and strongest race in the world the aryan race and to the nazi party this excluded certain groups such as jews gypsies and those with physical and mental disabilities hitler blamed jewish people for germany losing world war 1 and claimed that they were dangerous to german people and society he would send innocent people to concentration camps and make them work for hours on end many workers died of starvation and illness 
or were sent to gas chambers to be killed those who could not work were killed immediately by being shot or gassed these camps were like prisons and were mainly in germany and poland but there were others across europe too world war 2 created a new world the old empires of france and britain were ruined a wind of change meant that by the end of the 1960s almost all the old colonies of the british empire had gained their independence germany was divided and remained so until 1990 the league of nations was disbanded instead a new united nations was declared the dropping of the atomic bomb on hiroshima and nagasaki created a world which was terrified by the threat of atomic war after the war the united states and the soviet union were the most powerful countries in the world the new superpowers despite having been allies the two countries soon began a long struggle called the cold war at the end of the war around 60 million people were dead and since many deaths went unreported estimates say about 75 million people died which is around 3% of the world population at that time and millions more became homeless unlike many earlier wars which consisted mainly of soldiers meeting and dying in battlefields civilians were also heavily affected by warfare in world war 2 around 40 million civilians died in world war 2 in soviet union one in seven people died of the total number of deaths in world war 2 approximately 85% were on the allied side and 15% on the axis side european economy had collapsed with some 70% of its industrial infrastructure destroyed the property damage in soviet union consisted of complete or partial destruction of 1700 cities and towns 70000 villages and hamlets and 31850 industrial establishments when world war 2 ended scientists did not have procedures for safe disposal of the chemical arsenals at the direction of the uk us and russia chemical weapons were loaded into ships by the metric ton and dumped into the sea and they are still being rusted over there posing risks of leaks no great art or music no cathedral temple or mosque no intercontinental transport net or particle collider or space program no research for a cure for a mass killing disease receives even a fraction of the resources and effort we devote to making war is war really necessary war not only kills it also maims people separates family members causes destruction of homes schools hospitals causes diseases hunger and other forms of deprivation toxic substances released by some weapons result in severe birth defects long after wars are officially over the human cost of war is staggering and the impacts extend over generations war causes people to flee their homes for safety sometimes crossing an international border the united nations currently reports that around around the world 65 million people are forcibly displaced displaced war contaminates earth air and water it destroys natural habitats killing their flora and fauna
Is war really necessary? War's financial cost is enormous. Consider this. US conflicts in Afghanistan and Iraq from 2001 to 2016 cost about 4.8 trillion dollars. The Institute for Economics and Peace determined that in 2016 the impact of violence including war to the global economy was 14.3 trillion dollars. That's the equivalent of more than 5 dollars per day for every person alive. What might be possible if those funds were invested in peace building rather than war making? Is war really necessary? In the 20th century, some 200 million people were killed in war, out of which 80% were civilians, and many millions have already been killed in the 21st century. That's why no matter what the reasons are starting or participating in a war is equal to making the decision of massacring thousands and millions of innocent lives. Today the weapons and firepower has increased dramatically. The risks of a third world war are enormous. If we add in all the means and methods of warfare which is conventional, nuclear, cyber, drones and so on, We have the military potential to destroy the earth and ourselves entirely. For this reason there is absolutely no justification for war. It is crucial to eliminate all conflicts through peaceful and diplomatic methods. And there are many non-violent alternatives to war. Diplomacy, dialogue, disarmament, development, conflict resolution, peace education, and strategic peace building are only a few of the non-violent approaches available to prevent war and its horrific consequences the time has come for the international public media and the ngos you me everyone to come together and stand in solidarity and protest against wars the bloodshed has to stop <laughs>